right. Thank you for joining us. Stephanie Lanes Institute, our esthetician chat. For those of you who are on my podcast, we are going to be talking about why don't you pay yourself. We're going to have a really interesting conversation tonight because it's going to go a little bit more into the emotional sides of paying ourselves, the emotional sides of dealing with money and money issues that show up in our business in multiple different ways. And I'm speaking from 100% experience. If you've read my book, um, Esthetician Game Plan, Pay Yourself, I really talked about my 10-year struggle with figuring out how to pay myself correctly. And that led to many years where I took what was left over instead of paying myself first. I was not on payroll. I did not understand the importance of psychologically changing the way I thought about money. So for a few years, I would put cash on my desk for the next day so that I psychologically would show up knowing I had money in my pocket. And so it became a really different way of me looking at money, but I had to get out of the mindset of understanding I cannot take what's left over because what's left over will not be enough. But I also had to change the way I looked at money because the business would make enough money. So then it became, why do I make emotional decisions when I decide to add myself as someone that I pay or why have I not put myself onto payroll? What is stopping me from consistently having money on a regular basis from the money that I make? What is physically stopping me? Nothing. So let's go to the emotional side. We emotionally cannot understand why we make money decisions in this way, because when we start our business, the whole goal is to not have to work for someone, to dictate how many hours we're going to work, when we want to work, how much we charge for the work that we do. What we don't put into that business planner idea is how do we go from having income coming into the business to it being allocated to us and being allocated to us from the beginning on a regular basis and not taking what's left over. So those of us who take what's left over, you really never have the opportunity to experience being a part of the business. And that's one thing that I struggled with for a lot of years. Um, I struggled with paying myself first. Struggled with the idea of paying myself first. And then I struggled with the idea of consistently paying myself first. So I completely understand why I didn't pay myself first. But now looking back where I've been paying myself for years, it was a simple decision that I just could not bring myself to do. The thought and idea of payroll scared me because I thought I had to know how to do all the paperwork correctly for payroll instead of hiring a company that would do it for me and then dictate how often I want to be paid. The one th the reason why I promote Gusto on my Instagram page, which is what I use for one of my companies, is because everything is done for you. You literally fill out the information. They contact the state. They contact everything that they need to pay for state and federal. All I tell them is when I want to be paid, it's allocated to my bit. I mean, it's so super simple versus when I started my business, you know, back in 2005, the idea of having a payroll company was so just out of my mind and scary because I'm like, I'm paying someone to do something for me. No, I'll just do a draw. Let me just take what's left over. I can survive on what's left over. And our businesses are not meant to survive. You're not meant to survive on what's left over. You have to get to the mindset of paying yourself first. You have to be an expense line in your business. And that's easier said than done because many of us bring our money issues from our personal lives 
into the business. And so that's going to affect us as well. Some of us do not spend money correctly. And what do I mean by that? You really don't know your numbers. You don't really pay attention to it. You know that you're out of this product. And so you're going to buy it to replace it. You're not going to strategize on how to buy it. You're just going to buy it because you need it. When you start understanding your expenses, which is the money that goes out of your business, and then understanding how you make money, which is money coming in, you don't want a whole lot of money going out. You want to have more money coming in than going out. So when you start looking at how you purchase, it's going to be a bigger it's going to be a bigger issue than just calling up a company, placing an order and having them ship it to you. You're going to start strategizing no different than when you start understanding paying yourself. And so in my ebook, I talk about, I did not pay myself a whole lot of money in the beginning. Um, I think I started off with like $25 a day or something like that. Something very small so that I could psychologically move myself from $25 a day to eventually 500 and up a day. But I didn't start off in big because I really just wanted to slowly change my mindset by me physically knowing that every Friday I was going to have money in my account so that it had nothing to do with the business. It was allocated. It was a line item. But what I want to rewind to is that emotional decision that we make to pay ourselves, not take what's left over because that's not paying yourself. Paying yourself literally means you are a line item in your business. You are an expense in your business. What do I mean? Rent is an expense, right? All the things that come with your, wherever you're doing business, the electricity, the cell phone, the internet, whatever, that's an expense. You putting yourself onto that as being an expense. Then you have expenses where you pay for products for use. And then you have expenses where you pay for product for sale, retail sales, where you can incur income as well. When you make that decision to put yourself on the expense side, the business is going to function differently. And I learned this very hard because my ebbs and flows of what was taking left over was never consistent. So I made that be normal. Maybe I would get $1,000 this week, and then maybe I would only get $100 next week. And I would make that be normal versus me consistently getting the same amount of money and knowing that I was a part of the business. So I didn't have to go into the business to pull out money because I'm telling you that week that I only made $100, I'm going in the business to get money. So instead of me really saying, I don't know if I can do it to when I finally did it. It was such a psychological switch. And it helped because like I said, every night when I left work, I would put on the desk for the next business day, the money for me. So whether that was $20, whether that was 40, a hundred, whatever, I would do that every night to physically force my mind to realize that the money I was putting into my pocket would change the way I showed up as a business owner. Because when we are in lack or without, we do things very differently. And you probably have experienced this where you know you needed every single customer and client to show up today and spend money with you because you have bills that are due tomorrow. You have bills that are due on Friday. You show up differently. So you're at a place of desperation. You may oversell. You may overdo it. You may act a little funny. But when you know that there's money in your bank account, there's money in your pocket, you show up differently because that stress is off you now. 
You're not working because you have a bill due tomorrow. That bill is already scheduled to be paid because there's money in your account. So your whole outlook is going to be different now when you show up. So when I started putting money on the desk for myself for the next day, I was like, okay, let me take this money, put it into my pocket. All right, let's start my day. Versus me looking at the banking and saying, oh God, there's a check coming. I hope everybody shows up today. And maybe I'll get somebody that has cash and I can run to the bank before the bank. Like that extra stress was completely taken off my shoulders. When I psychologically changed the way I was looking at the money I was making, And it became something that I started doing to the point where I'm like, okay, if I'm giving myself $100 a day, okay, in cash, right? Because I I was a cash only for a long time. So in cash, I'm allocating that money to me. Okay, all right. And it wasn't until I started looking and talking to my bookkeeper and she's like, you are taking a lot of money out of the business and you're not making yourself an expense. So you're paying because you're a sole prop, you're paying a lot of money in taxes. Like you, when you get on the payroll, the reason you pay into your social security and your disability and your state and your federal taxes is because it's already paid every time you do a payroll. But when you do the draw, you have to come up with it because you're not paying into anything. And I was like, oh, and she's like, even if you do a little, it's still taking those taxes out. So your burden is, is left every year that you pay taxes. Have you thought about it in that way? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, if you make yourself an employee, you don't claim anything, you claim zero, then you might just get a little bit of money back every year. Really? Yeah. Like I had to really change the way I was looking at why I just would not pay myself versus I make enough money but I'm not controlling how that money goes out. And if I did control it, that means that that money is going to go out to pay me. I'm going to be now a line item. So as I've, as I've moved in the business and obviously made more money, I am now above the rent. And that's a whole nother psychological thing because there's a lot of people who are working just to pay rent. So if you're paying a weekly rent, Your goal is to make enough money to pay rent first. And then whatever's left over, you may allocate it. And my expenses, now I'm above rent. So I pay myself first, then I allocate rent. When you get to that point and that level, you're really at a different place now because all of the things that you need are taken care of. You're not working just to the pay the rent for the week or just to pay the bill that's due or whatever you have that's due in your personal life. Now you actually have money in the bank. It's a different understanding, but the most difficult part is getting past the why. Why didn't I put myself on payroll? Why didn't I make myself an expense? Why did I feel it was okay to take what was left over? Why did I feel the fluctuations between $1,000 this week and $100 the next week was okay? And I adapted my life around it instead of going back to the original reason why I became a business owner. That was to have no limits on the amount that I made, no limits on how long I could work and when I worked and making my own schedule. But I got lost in translation when it came to putting money so that I could survive. I could survive. And that's something that a lot of us struggle with. And I see a lot of people struggle with it, especially the way they purchase. The ones that purchase extremely well understand the importance of organizing that spend. 
And it's very telling when you have someone who buys just one product. Because if you do the numbers, you're spending more on shipping than you are on the actual product. And that goes back to our money relationship. Do you take the time to break it down how much this actually costs and what you can make from it? We talk about cost per service all the time on the back end for our treatment and services. But what about on the retail end? Do you really know how much you're making on every product that's on your shelf? Do you have a number attached to it? Do you allocate that numbers to half of it's going to go back into the business and then the other half is going to go towards your salary? Like, do you know where the money is going? And the reason you have to figure out how your money moves out of your business is because when you make more, which is always our goal, our goal is always to make more money coming in. The money going out has to have an allocation. It has to be assigned. So when I start talking about raising your, raising your prices, especially with our cost per service, that goes back to your hourly rate. That hourly rate goes out of the business. So you every year want to increase your hourly rate. The reason I love talking about payroll is because payroll plays a bigger role than we want to give it. We should know in COVID, people got aid because they had payroll, because that was proof that they were doing the things correctly in their business. People who made draws had a little bit more difficult time because there wasn't, it wasn't in the right order. The payroll company literally sent me the information. All I did was send it to the bank and I got approved. It was so simple. But when you have people who are trying to say that they're running a business and we ran into what we ran into with COVID and you try to get that help, they're looking for those specific things being in place. They're looking at your transactions. They're looking at how you, how you allocate payroll, even for yourself. So I always encourage people, payroll is very easy now. It's not like when it was when I started business. It was all very scary. There was only two major companies. It was ADP and um, Paychex, which is what I use now. But Gusto, I love. Gusto is one that I used for another company that I have. And everything I do is online. I don't talk to anybody. I don't email anybody. I literally put the, everything in. They calculate it. It shows up in my account. Boom, boom. Very easy. But if you're not at that point, you have to get there. Like there's really no way to avoid it because you do not want to have the issues where you're starting to justify why you took so much money out of the business. Because once you do that, and I know that I've been audited twice, so I understand that as well. There's a lot of just justifications they want to see. Where did that money go? And, and what did you do with it? The other thing starts talking about how you move from sole prop to either S-Corp or LLC, depending on your state, so that you take the liability off of you. You really want to be an employee then. But our issues come back to when we make the decision to start our business, most of us do not add ourselves to that expense line. We really don't. We want it to get off. We want the business to go well. We want to be able to pay rent. We want to be able to buy products. We are last. And I always encourage you have to be first. Because you'll always be first if you keep yourself and put yourself there. I did not do that. So I'm speaking from experience. I didn't put myself first. And I struggled going from last to first. And I had to, I kept diligently trying to figure out why I struggled so hard with it. And it was because I felt that I had to struggle as a business owner because you give your all. 
but no one says giving your all means that you are broke. Like we, we, we throw that connotation around so easy. Oh, you know, as a business owner, you're going to struggle for 10 years. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean we're broke. But, but a lot of us put ourselves in the place of without. So when we become desperate or we need something, we pull it from the business and that just shakes the whole thing. Then we start over. And it was so interesting when I started really looking at the simple ways of lowering my tax liabilities, right? We all pay taxes. That's not anything that we can hide from, but there's, there's really different ways that you can do that. When I started doing and contributing to my 401k, when I started having myself on payroll, when I started doing, you know, allocations, so I didn't have all of my money go into one account. I had different accounts set up with different amounts. I put money directly in my savings every payroll. I put it into the main house account every payroll. Then I put it into another account. So I would allocate money into these different things every single time I paid myself because then I knew that I always had things taken care of. The fourth part was the 401k. So not only am I saving things for retirement, but I'm putting money in my savings. I'm putting money here. I'm putting money there. And then every year I'm going to change those numbers because they go bigger. But it wasn't until I got over my psychological issue. It was not for lack of income. And I want to be very clear with that because most of us make enough money to pay for what we need. We just don't want to sit down and have a plan for how we and where. Where does each money go? Where am I going to allocate for back bar products? When am I going to allocate for retail products? When am I going to allocate for me? The rent's already allocated. That doesn't, that doesn't change, right? But we don't want to sit down and really look at that and say, I make enough money. And it didn't dawn on me until I started doing reports. Reports are a big thing for me. Um, when I first started my business, business reports were not. I didn't like it at all. I, don't like, I didn't like QuickBooks. I still don't really like it, but it's, it's useful, right? But when I started looking at monthly reports and I started calculating my expenses just randomly, it wasn't anything that was formal. I always made enough money in the month. Always. My problem was, is I didn't look at the numbers. And then I did not have a plan for how the money left. So like I said, if I needed something, I was going to order it. No rhyme or reason. I'm going to order it. I didn't look at what's the best way to get it. How's the cheapest I can get it? What's the less ship? Can I, can I, you know, how much do I need to pay to not pay shipping? Like I didn't do those calculations. I literally just said, oh, I need it. I'm going to order it. I didn't give any rhyme or reason to it. But when I started looking at reports, and I'm looking at every month, the rent, I had enough for rent, I had enough for my expenses, and I have money left over. But I didn't allocate it right. So again, it's not the lack of money coming in, it's how it goes out. And then am I strategic when it goes out? You know, I was really, um, when I started really retailing really, really heavy, I was always trying to find the best way to buy my top five SKUs. So whether it was buy 12, get one free or buy 24, get one, whatever was the promotion or spend this much to get free shipping. I started changing how I was purchasing so that I wouldn't have to purchase as much. So eventually I went from purchasing just on a whim to purchasing enough for two months and then purchasing enough for three months. And then I eventually went to six and I started noticing that I had more money in the business because it wasn't constantly going out with these little orders. So then that saved up room because my revenue was growing to pay myself more. 
So I was like, well, dang, was it that easy? Yeah, it really is. Because now I've controlled how it went out. Instead of it going out every month, it went out only once every three months. And I was paying less because I bought more. I wasn't paying shipping. The price per item was less. So I made more revenue per item. So what was left over could go to me. Then I'm like, well, dang, why didn't I always do this? And then when I was really great at purchasing, I started purchasing once a year. And that really changed my business because one-time expense, one time, I just bought it once a year. That's it. And we have in, in our business with Smooth Skin Supply, we have quite a few people who purchase that way, but there's not a lot of people who have gotten there yet. There's still people that are monthly. There's some that are quarterly, but when you start really understanding expenses and how those expenses will reflect how much you could pay yourself more, then you want to go to those reports. And so when I started looking at reports, I'm like, wow, I didn't have to wait to give myself a raise every year when I put the prices up. I could give myself a raise at any time. I determine how much money I'm making. So when I started looking at those reports, I'm like, wow. So the numbers are starting to make sense. It's not just me throwing it out of my head or guessing about it, right? Because many of us do that. We're like, ah, I might make about 10, 12, $15 on that. No, I started getting reports. So I had the true number of what I was making. I had the true number of the services I was doing. I also had a space for expenses and it would tabulate it. So even once the rent is paid, this is what's left over. Oh, wow. Like I had to really put it into black and white so that my mind could come around. I have to stop working like I don't make money. I have to act like I don't make money. I have to stop saying that I'm not making money because I make money. My problem is how it goes out. So if I can control how it goes out, then I'm always going to have myself be a part of that expense. Now, some of us have gotten into a rut where one, we haven't had a price increase for quite a while, which I'd never recommend. I always say every year you should do a price increase. We've never done the cost per service worksheet for making sure we're pricing our services correctly. And the third is we are not purchasing correctly in our retail options to make the most money on each and every item. Those come from reports and time. Doing the report with QuickBooks and sitting down or whatever you're using in your, your online for either your online store or whatever you're using, whatever report you can have so you can physically look and see exactly what you're doing. It's going to change your mindset. When I realized how much I was making, it all clicked. And I said, then and there. Why am I only paying myself this when I have this much money I can work with? Oh, because I was guessing. Because I thought that if I haphazardly counted all the services that I did for the month or I got a random number, then I knew all of it. No, you got to know your numbers. Business is about numbers. Business is about being consistently updating and reviewing your numbers all the time. So when I started looking at those numbers, I started becoming excited because then I knew, oh, I've been not, not only have I not been paying myself enough, I should have been doing this a long time ago. But it wasn't until I came to the realization that it was me that was stopping myself from paying myself correctly. It wasn't the business. It wasn't the money that wasn't coming in. It was literally me standing in the way of me. So when I got out of the way and I hired a bookkeeper, 
And then I started getting the report. So every time she came in, I would get a report. And then I learned how to do my own reports. And I'm like, wow, like I totally underestimated myself. I could have been put myself on payroll. I could have been out of debt a long time ago. I didn't have to do the quote unquote sacrifice to grow my business when the business was giving me what I asked for. I was the one that made the mistake and didn't pay myself accordingly, or sometimes not even at all. Well, I got a bill due. So if I don't pay myself, then I can pay that bill. Uh, Let's start from the beginning. This is on average how much we're making. This is on average from your cost per service, your hourly rate. This is what I need to be paying myself on payroll. The reason I put myself on payroll and paid myself weekly was because when I was in corporate America, I hated being paid every two weeks. I would get paid on a Friday and by Monday, honey child, close to broke. And I said to myself, if I ever have a business, I will pay myself every single week because I can. And that is what I've done. Since I've had my business every week, there's money in my account. And I love it because for me, it's also that psychological switch. I know every single week I have income coming in. But when we start looking at how we got here, how we decided to become a business owner, how we decided to work for ourselves, working for yourself means you pay yourself. That doesn't mean you work for free. Doesn't mean that you take what's left over. Doesn't mean that you have to go without. But it's not until you change your mindset that you'll be like, okay, if I become an expense in my business, that's the only way I'm going to be able to have consistent income. If I try to take what's left over, it will never be consistent. My bills are consistent. So that means I need to have consistent income. And when I become more responsible with what I have, then I'm going to get more. And I say this very honestly, I did not get to the figures that I wanted to be until I really tackled this issue. Because how could I get more business, make more money, hire more people if I couldn't even take care of myself first? Because there's something to be said when you get a team and you're paying everybody else and you're paying yourself last, you become resentful. You're up here like, oh, these, oh, these people up in here, I'm giving everybody money, but me, it becomes it becomes a festering thing in your psyche because you feel that the reason you're here is because of the decisions that you made. I encourage many of you, one, look at your reports. If you use QuickBooks or whatever you're using, look at how much you're making every single month that you're bringing into the business. Then look at those expenses because sometimes those expenses will be more than what you bring in, but how can you control those expenses? And I will tell you the biggest way you can control them is your purchases for your back bar and your retail. You have control over that. The third thing you should look at is, are you actually paying yourself your hourly rate from your cost per service worksheet? Or are you just taking what's left over after you figure out this is what I can take this week without, you know, overdrawing the account or there's no bills coming in. So I could take some money today. Put yourself as an expense and you will see things change. And you don't have to start off with a whole bunch of money. Start off with maybe $100, $200, $300 a week, $400 a week. Like build it, challenge yourself, grow it. 
you'll see a completely different change in not only your mental space, but how you come in and show up in your business, how you show up in your business to your clients, how you show up in your business and how you do business change. It changes because now you're not in a place of lack. You're not in a place of, oh my gosh, am I going to pay this bill? Do I have enough? I have people wanting this product. Am I going to be able to buy it? Well, let me just put it on a credit card. Am I going to be able to pay the credit card off every month? Or am I going to have a balance that I'm adding to? Like business is strategic and business is about numbers. And when you understand that you cannot hide from those numbers and that you have to look at the reports, you have to know what your business is making. You have to know how much you're spending on every single thing you buy for your business. The way you look at it is going to change. And then when you add yourself as now an expense, you are a part of that expenditure that literally goes into your pocket. And there's no more taking from the business to pay bills because you have money in there. So I would definitely encourage you to really understand that, especially with us being in the beginning of the year. We know spring, summer brings us a lot of money and a lot of us are so happy to have our books full, but we stop looking at the numbers and the reports. We take what we can and then we struggle when we don't need to. And I'm here to tell you, you don't have to struggle. Your business makes enough. You just got to figure out your expenditures. You got to control that. But you got to put yourself as an expense as well. You have to pay yourself. Don't take what's left over. Become an employee in your business. Do it right. I love Gusto. Like I said, if you click the link in my um, on my picture and go to my Instagram, I have it. And I think there's a free trial that you can try or even just look around and see it. I love Gusto. And I've talked to nobody. All I do is upload, type in what I want. It's in my account. Super easy. So those of you guys who are on my podcast, thank you guys so much for joining me. Um, If you're in my masterclass here in Clubhouse, we definitely have, um, we're up to five masterclasses now. So I'm very excited. You can go ahead and check them out, stephanielanes.com. And on my podcast, I will see you next time.